1: there, Captain. (laughs) Oh yeah, better get used to that because that is what Clark and I will be calling you from now on, Els. And nothing else. (laughs) Hold on one second. Clark! Hey, Clark! Clark! Come say congrats to Els, would you? We're supposed to be a team. Oh, really? Sorry, Els. Clark's just shoved an entire sandwich into his mouth so that he can avoid me. What a pig! (laughs) You are! (laughs) But really, we just wanted to say congratulations for your promotion. You deserve it. And you're going to be great. So don't worry, okay? Clark and I will have you back. Els, um... Do you remember what we promised each other back when we would bunk together? Friends first, ranks later. I know you won't let this change you but still I won't be letting up on you and you can't get rid of me either we're in this for the long haul so if you need to talk blow off some steam come to me unless you're complaining about Clark because I've heard it all (laughs) anyway dream team assemble later yeah see you then what are you guys doing nothing mind your own business
2: Was that your friend? Shit!
3: You scared me. I didn't know you were listening in. And yeah, that's Jet. She left this recording for me to find in here before we left. It was our first mission with Mia's cat. Well, it doesn't matter now. They're probably safe back at base and I'm stuck here. I think you might be
2: the safer one right now. What? One second. Much better. My initial scans of your ship showed something that was inconclusive, but worrying. So, I came on board to do a more thorough scan, and well, you are carrying a very dangerous element. I have no idea what you're talking about. And wait,
3: did you only come to help me so that you could snoop? I'm sorry, but I had to be sure. What was your mission before you arrived here? That's confidential.
2: I can't just give anyone rebel secrets. You know, I have no interest in your squabble with the clave, but if I am correct, you are going to have a lot bigger things to worry about unless you tell me the truth. (sighs) If I tell you, you'll help me get home, right? If that's
3: what you wish. It was just a simple delivery job. Pick up and drop off this top secret parcel to our science division. We were told it was important, but no details. Why? Wait. Do you think it could be that? The dangerous
2: thing from your scan? Seems the most likely. I'm not sure how you would even have access to something like this. Computer, pull up
3: previous scan records. Um, here. I did a scan of the stuff earlier when I was checking the damages, and according to our scanners, it's radiated diamotrium from the spiral.
2: Is that what they're claiming? Huh? Oh, nothing. Don't worry
3: about it. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get to brush me off like that. What is going
2: on? Somebody's lying to you. Or maybe they don't know any better themselves, which is infinitesimally worse. Do you know what they were going to do with it?
3: No. I'm just the delivery driver. I'm not even that high up in command and... wait, what do you think it's for? It should be impossible. You shouldn't have that technology. It's hard to explain. Just start from the beginning. I'm not exactly going anywhere, remember? Here, let me get you a drink and you can explain everything.
2: Thanks. So, the Exor, we, are an old civilization, Older than you can even imagine. Some believe we were the first to travel the stars. I don't know if that's true, but we did travel far and wide. My ancestors were scientists, believers of discovery and knowledge, and they freely shared that knowledge. The Utopia system, our place of origin, became famous as the most advanced system in the known galaxy. Which is probably why your ancient ancestors knew the name even after we had disappeared. It takes a while for news to travel, even to planets without spaceports. Disappeared? I'm getting to that. I thought you wanted it from the beginning.
3: Yes, sorry. Go on. You were travellers.
2: Yes, well, that was the case at first. The problem came with the fact they were not the best communicators and didn't know when best to leave things alone. They brought extraordinary technology to civilizations that were just starting out, skipping them forward several millennia in their natural timelines. Some planets ended up seeing the Exol as gods for the gifts they brought, and well, they say, power corrupts. The Exol. We brought into those beliefs as they took it upon themselves to school and improve the worlds they visited. They pretty much started their own religion, called it the Order. It wasn't until too late that they saw what they were doing. At first the people they met asked for medicine, then food, clean water or better air. Then when they had a handle on that they wanted innovation. They never stopped asking, they wanted everything handed to them. But it was when they asked for weapons. Many argued it would be necessary for them to defend themselves against potential allies, but in the end, it only caused more destruction. Upon seeing that, a large portion of the Exols saw the error of their ways and retreated back to Utopia, vowing never to interfere again. But not everyone. Some gained considerable power under the new order and decided to stay, playing chess with the civilizations under their control. It seems they enjoyed the worship and the power, It wasn't long before civil war broke out. Those that believed the Exiles should rule over the universe with our superior tech, and those that believed that nature must run its course with no more interference. They kept the majority of the fighting to areas with no populations and largely in the utopia system itself. But that war saw the creation and use of the most disastrous weapons as both sides got desperate. Eventually, the order fell. But there was no way to undo the damage. The council organised with the local planets, the Oryx, Narl and Astri, to protect the universe from ourselves. We shut off the entire star system, built a barricade to confuse ship sensors and create a blind spot in the hope that no one would find us. To everybody else, the whole system just disappeared in the war, and life would find a way without us. The Utopia Signal? Probably just an echo of the past finally reaching your home planet.
3: So that explains why you don't know anything about humans, and why you were so confused to find me. But what does this have to do with the
2: Dea Remember I said about the new destructive weapons? Currently, in your hold is the main component for one of those weapons. I don't know how the knowledge got out, it should have been sealed off with everything else.
3: Maybe a defector made off with the plans? Is that a stupid suggestion? I feel like it was a stupid suggestion.
2: Good try. I'll give you that, human. But no, it's been too long. You would have already destroyed the universe several times over if you had those plans this long.
3: You think we're really capable of that?
2: I have full access to your ship's database. You may not have anything that could even scratch my ship, but like you said, you are still armed. Those that come in peace don't usually bring a gun.
3: You've got me there. But really, are the weapons universe-destroying? I don't know. Take a look at that planet down there and you tell me. But that planet is dead. There was nothing. The air isn't even top... Oh. Oh. Are you telling me what I think you're telling me?
2: That you have a planet-killing chemical currently in your ship's hold? Yes. Well, shit. Voidless has been a Calliopic production, starring Kate Gallagher as Ellis Glass, Freya Elsie as Vala, and Megan Gwen Davis as Jet. This episode was written and edited by Kate Gallagher, with sound recording by Liza Holmes. Our theme is Moonrise by Chad Crouch. Other sound effects and information can be found in the show notes. Follow us on social media at Broad, and if you enjoyed, please consider shouting your review into The Void. Thanks for listening. Transmission
3: out. Hi guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Voidless. Time for us to share another sci-fi that is very close to our hearts. Moonbase Theta Out is a heartwarming, tear-jerking look at humanity from a small base on the moon in its final shutdown sequence. With Season 3 on its way, it's a perfect time to give it a go. Or... If you're like us, a re-listen. But here, enough from us. This is Moonbase Theta out.
4: Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado-Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself... Nessa Chong, Agriculture. I want to make it right with you if I can. I want to heal the hurt. Shwini Ray, Astrophysics. Oh, Mr. Bragado Fisher. I was amused by the screw you too. Michelle Langois, Security. I wish I could have seen his stupid face when he heard that. Review camera footage from 7-9 for this date. And Wilder, Base Maintenance. I'm doing my best here,
3: loves, but I'm definitely still under repair. <laughs>
4: If you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages.
0: My messages aren't getting through. If they were getting through, I would have heard back by now.
4: My husband, Alessandra, I love you.
0: If Roger had to tie a note to a rock and drop it down the gravity well.
4: Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Roger, gods, I hope this reaches you.
0: I'm gonna... I hope you're okay up there
2: moonbase theta out available everywhere you listen to podcasts
4: moonbase theta out
0: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either